Well, welcome back to Gab and Grow, a podcast about the people, places, and resources of Western Connecticut State University. I am still your host, Mary Beth Griffin, and today we're talking about bugs. Not really creepy crawly things, but the nasty flu virus. Um, most importantly, I think we're going to be ta- talking about prevention ideas, including a flu clinic that's going to happen on Thursday, October 4th at the Health Services Office in Litchfield. And with us today is Nancy Hainch, the APRN and Director of the University Health Services. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Mary Beth. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to get started right off on the flu clinic. It's a student-only flu clinic, correct? That's right. And that's a change from previous years. Mm -hmm. We've always had the students, faculty, staff all together in one big flu clinic. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, the participation from students was always really, really low. I don't know if maybe they felt intimidated by standing in line next to their professor. I don't know what it was. Also, because it was in a different location, maybe not a place they're used to coming to for health care. So this year, we're going to have it only for students at health service and in a a place that they're used to coming already right. for, for help, and it'll just be them, and hopefully we'll have a better turnout. Now, I, I think I did read that there's still going to be one for staff at a different time in a different location. Exactly. So there's that's a few a days, days before. Right. right. So we're, we're so, really fortunate that Western yeah. Connecticut Health Network visiting nurses were able to come on two different occasions. I think that's great. Yeah. yeah it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. And right. it, I think it makes things a little easier. Like you said, it kind of cuts down on some of the chaos of it. So mm-hmm. exactly. that will be nice. Um, so how does it work? Is it appointments or is, is it walk-in? What are their costs associated with it? Right. Do they take insurance? It is walk-in. No appointment is necessary. It'll be from 11.30 to 1.30. You just show up anytime during that, that period. Bring your insurance card with you. Mm-hmm. They take they take a lot of insurances. I'm not going to list them all right now. Yeah. So just bring your insurance card. There's a, a tiny chance you'll find out when you yeah. get there that they don't accept yours and will mm-hmm. guide you to other places you can go. Okay. But bring your insurance card. There's no charge. If you do not have insurance, you're mm-hmm. still welcome to come, and they've told us the, the cost will be $40. Okay. So. All right. That sounds great. Um, I know there's a lot of people who, you know, have thoughts about the flu shot and that it's not really important to get one, and it doesn't cover all the kinds of flus that could happen and things. So why do you think it's still important that people get a flu shot? Well, I'll tell you. Do you want me to bring up the 1918 flu pandemic at this point? I would love for you to bring that up because I, I, (laughs) honestly, I read a fascinating book a few years ago about the pandemic, and A, it freaked me out, but, (laughs) but... You know, it was really instructive, too. So, yeah, sure. why don't you... Well, I'm sure you've been getting vaccines ever yeah. since you read the book, too, if you had not have, actually. So. so this is actually the 100th anniversary oh of that God, flu pandemic. And, yeah. and we grew up hearing about it yeah. in, in our history courses, right? So interesting facts about that. In case you doubt how serious an illness this is, it killed 40 to 100 million people worldwide, which was... 3.5% of the world's population. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> right? And it's still, th- that particular flu pandemic is still considered one of the world's deadliest natural disasters in human history. When you think yeah. of all the terrible tragedies we've lived through in yeah. our lifetimes, and that's still the biggie, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, 
yeah, please come and get a flu shot. <laughs> uh, so um, you, you, I didn't exactly answer your question, though. I, I digressed a little bit. So the flu vaccine, the experts in the field do a lot of research year-round. They look at the kind of flu that's circulating in the world. There are a lot of different mm -hmm. strains of flu. And so each year they make, well, kind of what is an educated guess, right. a little bit of it. They put together a different concoction each year. Mm -hmm. So you'll find that, um, e so each time you get a flu vaccine, it's made up of lots of different strains. Some of them may be a direct hit, exactly mm -hmm. what's circulating. Others might not be quite so good. But the point is, and the take-home message is, you still will cover some of the flu that's right. circulating. So if you get a flu vaccine and you do still end up getting the flu during that season, it'll be a much milder case. Yep. So that's the main reason right there. Yeah. That, right? It's really, it's, it can be deadly. It's a really good right? reason, yeah. And, you know, viruses mutate. That's what they do, too. So sure. even if they made one that perfectly fit <laughs> a month from now, it's probably not. not going to, too. <laughs> right. So if you right. can partially cover yourself you're much better off, in my opinion. But mm -hmm. um, so besides flu shots, and, you know, we'll probably touch base on that again, but students can also just do some things that help protect them from catching the flu. One of my favorites is <laughs> washing your hands. <laughs> I know. You know, this list is the same list that they've been hearing mm -hmm. since preschool, yep. probably, or even, yep. <laughs> you know, even before. It, it really is. And it doesn't just protect you from flu. It protects you from all the viruses yeah. and colds and and bugs, you know, all the things that start to grow like crazy at this mm -hmm. time of year, especially when we're spending more time inside in an right. enclosed space coughing all over each other, right? So those things are, you've got it right, wash your hands, especially after using the toilet before mm -hmm. eating, wash your hands. Clean and disinfect those frequently touched items like cell phones, mm -hmm. tabletops, desks, your um, computer, the doorknob in your yeah. room, my goodness, the bathroom faucets, especially um, students living mm -hmm. in the suites that yeah. uh, where environmental services doesn't come in mm -hmm. and clean right. anything. you got to stay on top of this, guys. Yeah. You've got to get some Lysol wipes or, you know, some kind of spray, alcohol, yeah. rubbing alcohol. You can use anything to kill the germs, but clean those surfaces. And also, um, sharing eating utensils that seems to be a really common thing now really? you know sharing drinks like here here <laughs> taste this it's having the same thing. i'm like yeah and, i don't know uh, sharing yeah. this utensils and straws and having close contact or even kissing somebody who's already sick yeah. just just don't do it if your yeah. boyfriend or girlfriend is sick or, you know stay away kiss don't them on the forehead or something <laughs> right. yeah and also cover your cough or your sneeze either in a tissue yeah. or in your elbow just like and, of course, get a flu vaccine every year. <laughs> Those are my tips. Yeah, I, and I know, you know, not to bring up past bad memories, but we had we had some things going around last year with the norovirus. And, and so mm -hmm. we gave the same advice then, right. you know. And right. we're at the start of seeing some colds and, and bugs yeah. coming on campus, even as we're taping this right now. So, so you know, it's not... It's not strictly limited to the flu. There are just when you're in groups of people, you transmit things among you right. yourselves and, and through ways that you don't necessarily think of. You open the door to your classroom, somebody else opened that door and they, you know, so 
Not that I want people to walk around, you know, like Howard Hughes with their hands all covered and <laughs> right. peeing in bottles or something. But, um, you know, I, I, just taking some easy precautions like washing your hands, like right. taking a wipe and, and wiping down those those surfaces every now and so again is, is just really helpful. And it's going to help keep you healthy, but it's going to help keep the rest of us healthy, too. <laughs> That's exactly so, true. Um, you know, what are... What are some of the common symptoms of flu that as we start to head into that flu season, and I read something just yesterday that said it's not too early to get your flu shot. It's it's already starting to show up. Yeah. What are things that students need to look out for to say maybe this you know isn't just the mm-hmm. cold I thought it was? Yeah, it can be a little bit hard to differentiate between a cold virus mm-hmm. and the flu virus because they do have some commonalities, but... For the flu, mostly the the main differentiation is that it's a very abrupt onset of mm-hmm. just everything. It's that 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 what you hear when somebody says, "I feel like I got run over by a truck," mm-hmm. you know, yep. and it's very abrupt. A cold comes on a little bit more gradually. Yep. Um, also, you'll almost always have a fever with uh, the flu, not mm-hmm. so often with the cold necessarily. And also the body aches and and yeah. and and just fatigue and and yeah weakness really that's very common with the with the flu and a cough and a headache mm-hmm. that's really the main difference but mostly it's just the abrupt onset vo- mm-hmm. versus this gradual starting with a little bit of a sniffle yeah. then a sore throat then a cough the next day kind yeah of, it's yeah. just like and it's <laughs> severity it's much. Yeah more severe even though sometimes when we have a cold we've, we feel right. like it's really yeah. severe yeah. but it doesn't make you bedridden you know right. the flu really knocks you mm-hmm. out and I believe Mary Beth I think you were out for a couple of weeks I, last I was year. interestingly <laughs> enough I did not have a flu shot last year because mm. I just you know I just forgot uh-huh. and didn't get around to it which is unusual for me because I'm usually pretty good at oh. it I mean I'm, I've got a pretty decent record of about 15 years in a row of getting a flu shot until last year and I went on vacation and got the flu and I came oh. back and and I did I felt like I had hit been hit by a bus oh. I went to you know the doctors they did a the quick flu test thing and they're like oh yeah you have it you know so I was on the the Tamiflu mm-hmm. stuff or Tamiflu right mm-hmm. and um and I think I had waited a day too long for it to be really effective right. but it yeah it really Wiped sucker punched me. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess you learned your lesson then, right? I did. Because I, I have my appointment to get the shot, so <laughs> it's all good. Um, if students think that they have the flu, what would you recommend that they do? Okay, well, we are really, really committed to stopping the spread of any kind of an mm-hmm. illness that gets on campus. That's always the first, our first line of defense yep. is to keep it from going right. to everybody. So what we, what the first thing you really should do is call health service. Please don't get on the shuttle and come to yeah. our waiting room full of sick people and mm-hmm. and tell us you feel yeah. really bad yeah. because then you've inoculated all mm-hmm. the people on the shuttle. And So try, think in your mind, you really need to kind of limit it. Call us. We're mm-hmm. always waiting. We'll usually do a triage on the phone mm-hmm. right off the bat. And I will, we, we, we ask you certain questions about different symptoms you're having to see whether we've 
think it sounds like a, a f- an, an influenza-like Ill, illness. Right. It's called an illy yeah. <laughs> in the business. <laughs> so um, if you if we find that you do have an influenza-like illness, mm-hmm. our recommendation will be for you to go home, actually, yeah. until you're fever-free and symptom-free for 24 hours. So call us first. Think about the fact that you are very infectious and try mm-hmm. to isolate yourself from others and leave campus as soon as you can. If, I mean, obviously some people live far away mm-hmm. and it's just not possible for them right. to leave. In those cases, we try to encourage you to isolate as best you can right. in the in the res, in your in your dorm. And um, you can you can order f- trays from Sodexo. Mm-hmm. You can take um, symptom management measures just to feel right. better. You mm-hmm. know, Tylenol for your cold, assuming you have no allergies. Right. Sore throat lozenges. Make sure you're getting hydrated. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things. But the best thing is just know that we're always right at the other end of that phone. You yeah. can call us and we'll give you some some guidance what you should do next. Great. Um, so just to kind of recap things on the flu clinic, uh, it's going to be October 4th. It's 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Yes. You'd think I'd seen these things before. <laughs> <laughs> there are no appointments. It's just a walk-in, so come on over. Um, bring your insurance cards with you. Mm-hmm. Pete? Yeah, I have a quick question. Sure. Uh, oh. <laughs> I have an egg allergy. Now, isn't uh-huh. there something with the flu vaccine and egg allergies that you yes. can't get certain... Types or yes, but it has, good question. It's <laughs> a hard question. Yeah. Yes, it, it has been a little bit overblown in the media, a little bit. But okay. You know, so basically, if when you have an allergy, if it just an egg allergy and it just uh, makes you itchy, then the experts at the CDC say it's fine for you to get to go ahead and get the flu vaccine. But in these cases, I would always defer to the um, your primary care physician. Um, I only told you the first half of that. So if you have other types of reactions when you have an egg allergy, you would need to have, so you wouldn't be able to get one at our flu clinic, for instance, because you'd need to be in a place where they have, where they're able to monitor for reaction, life-threatening yes. anaphylaxis. They'd have to have a crash cart yeah. there, <laughs> those kinds of things. And we, we don't have those at health service. So so that, that does that answer your question? Absolutely. Uh, is, is the mist stuff that they put up your nose, is that egg? Because I know the, the issue with the eggs is that they actually formulate the vaccines in eggs. Right, it grows in eggs. I is am, that for the missed one, too? I'm actually not sure of the answer of that. Yeah. I would I would recommend that anyone go to the CDC website if yeah. they need more specific. They have a lot of information there, but I'm not sure. They I'm do, and they're sure. pretty easy to, it's not. To navigate. It, yeah, it's not mm-hmm. hard to navigate, and mm-hmm. they have a lot of information that's available right. in you know, normal language and not physician language. That's right. And also, I mean, I guess we didn't mention this earlier, but the visiting nurses will have the flu mist available at the clinic, Mm -hmm. and they are experts on this this differentiation. They would know for sure about the allergies, and so I would come and ask them to know for sure. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Good question, Pete. Thanks. Uh, And so bring your insurance card if you're coming on over. And then if they need or want some more information, I'm guessing they can call your office. Sure. Fabulous. Um, and so if people don't know where health services is because they've never had to use them, 
How do they find you? <laughs> we are located in Litchfield Hall, but we have a separate entrance from the dormitory portion. We're on right facing the parking garage on White Street on the front side of Litchfield Hall. Well, we call it the front side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you have a little blue canopy or something over the door, right. so it's, blue, it's easy blue to awning. Mm-hmm. see from the awning. And then, um, you know, if somebody is sick for some, you know, reason, whether it's the flu or something else, they they usually you want them to make an appointment and give your office a call before they stop in. Usually, that's or... the most convenient thing for mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. If you just walk in, we'll accommodate you as best we can, but sometimes but it you might up, have to wait some. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but just like if you go to the urgent yeah. care or something, you have to yeah. wait sometimes, right? So, um, and then you're you're a Monday to Friday operation too. That's so. right. Um, and so your website has information about some of the local urgent care things and places students it, can go. It does af- after hours care yeah. for when we're not there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It also has a a page with information about influenza. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to mention that if you miss our flu clinic, which would be mm-hmm. a, a real shame. Yes. But if you do, you go to our website, um, the health service webpage, and look at the information about influenza. And there's a link there called Flu Clinic Finder. Oh, cool. And if you just click on that link and you put in your zip code, it will mm-hmm. show you all the places that have flu vaccine available. Yeah. In the area, I was going to say, and, and most of the the pharmacies and things around town have flu shots there for sure. Particularly yeah. at this point of the year, as it gets a little later, or if there's a you know a big upturn in things, people are often rushing to get it. So, mm-hmm. you know, when we start getting those reports, yeah. it's a very bad flu year yeah. this year. Or so right. early, but not necessarily often in terms mm. of getting a vaccine. So. Um, <laughs> Any final words you have for us before we end the episode? Yeah, just a couple of things. One is there's a what I think is really a myth out there that people think they get the flu when they get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And that in- discourages a lot of people from getting right. it, I think. Yeah. And that's really not true. You if you come down with full blown full-blown influenza mm-hmm. after the vaccine, it probably means you, you, had, it you had it before. Yeah. You, got it, you got exposed before you got the mm-hmm. vaccine or before. It takes about two weeks after getting the vaccine till your immune system is really up, up to speed. Mm-hmm. So you might have gotten exposed during that period before. Right. So it doesn't really give you the flu. You might, pretty common is soreness at the injection site in yes. your arm for a couple of days. <laughs> but, you know, you can take some Tylenol or put an ice pack yeah. on it, and that, that goes away quickly. Yeah. And some people report because it's activating their immune system, they might get a little bit of a fever or feel a little mm-hmm. bit, dare I say, just flu, flu-like right. yes. <laughs> <laughs> for just, just for a day or two. But yeah. it's nothing compared to yeah. having the flu. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to tell you is that – Maybe something to think about if you're reluctant. If you get a flu shot, you're not only protecting yourself, but you're protecting all those vulnerable mm-hmm. vulnerable people around you, right. which would include babies, infants, or mm-hmm. or older folks. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going home for the weekend and seeing your maybe baby niece or nephew yeah. or your grandparents, yeah. they're vulnerable. 
and also, um, and there, which makes them at risk of the really serious right. consequences you can have and complications, maybe hospitalization. But also, this message is for our students on campus who have chronic illnesses. Mm -hmm. They're also very much at risk for serious complications, and that includes students who have asthma, diabetes, sickle cell disease, seizure disorders, HIV, any other conditions or medications that suppress their immune system. Mm -hmm. So those folks absolutely must get an immunization, but also if you get one, you it may helps. be protecting them. Right. You may be protecting your, your roommate or your friend or something, because if you get sick, you're going to expose them. Yeah, so it's so. community service as well as protecting. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> And hand washing. Keep washing yes. those hands. <laughs> yes. It's a big thing for me. I'm, I'm big on the hand washing kind of thing. So it's great. Um, thanks so much for coming in to talk oh. with us, Nancy. It's, it's, it's a really important thing. And like I said, particularly when you're, it's not just those living in the halls. It's, it's anyone who's here for a class or, you know, coming to a concert or whatever. It's when you're just in big bunches of people, the likelihood is higher that you're exposed to things. So... You know, do think about taking advantage. Uh, I hope that there's a lot of people who are waiting in line to, to oh, get their so. shots on, so. on the fourth. And uh, <laughs> if you are listening in and you have any questions that we didn't answer today, um, or if you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like to hear more about, feel free to email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu. Um, we do have lots more information that's coming your way on our additional episodes of Gab and Grow, so I hope everyone will tune back in and hear what we have for you. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.